If you've been wanting to work with me one-on-one, this is for you. If you're an ambitious woman balancing the demands of motherhood and your career, or you're a business owner, and you're done talking about your challenges, and you are determined not only to find a solution, but to feel alive and energized while getting the support you need, I've got you. There's nothing more frustrating than asking for help only to feel like it's one more thing added to your to-do list. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash focus. Take two minutes, fill out the application to work with me one-on-one and we'll be in touch. One of my strengths and what my clients always tell me is I have a gift of looking at your current situation and showing you exactly where you need to focus to get the results your soul is craving. My work is designed to empower women like you to reclaim your capacity, increase profits, and strengthen your relationships. Join the countless women already seeing incredible results. Picture having me by your side every step of the way, ensuring your success. Visit Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash focus and apply today. That's heatherchauvin.com forward slash focus. Hello, Farnoosh. Hello, Heather. So right before we hit record, you told me you cut me out of your book. Oh my gosh. Are you really going to start with that? Yes. Ah! On Okay, just record. throw me under the bus right away. Um, No, but Heather, this, I, my heart breaks as I, as I say this. And I actually forgot that this happened because it must have been at the very last minute I had um, included your story about your own personal triumph of, uh, you know, working through your cancer diagnosis, coming up with the money as well for your post treatments, which we talked about on my podcast. And to me, that story was such an amazing example of how fear can be a catalyst to go and think outside the box, uh, get uncomfortable, but, you know, ultimately go and do the thing that is your survival. In that case, you know, you were, you did all of that because it, it, your health was on the line and your wellness was on your line, on the line. I think it was in a chapter about the fear of endings mm. and, uh, whether that's your, your life or someone else's life, or even the ending of a job or something that you really love a relationship but we all have a fear of something coming to an end. And in your case, part of the fear, I think I had, you know, I had to sort of step into your shoes a little bit. If I was Heather, you know, I think I'd be afraid of, um, of not going to these ends to, because it could mean uh, the end of, of my life. And so that encouraged you to go and find the money and make the money. That chapter was really, really long in the end ironically. And so, <laughs> so your story as well as others, like, I have to apologize to so many people, my brother, for example, who's a here with me now visiting, but I, I was like, Oh, you're going to love this book. You're all over the book. And then I go and actually read it again. I'm like, Oh, actually we took out like several stories because it just got to be too long, but I'm finding that maybe there's an opportunity to share some of these stories in another way. Maybe there's like, you know, a director's cut or something like that, mm-hmm. that we can put out. But you have been throughout the book, you know, your, your story uh, carried me through so much and gave me so much wisdom. 
even if your specific story wasn't there, I think your story gave me the confidence and the, the, um, the fuel to, to finish the book and to know that it could help people because mm-hmm. you are a living example of that. Thank you. I know I just hit record and was like, and threw you under the bus. So thanks for being, um, <laughs> playing along, but I, this is the real reason why I'm excited to have this conversation is so many women want to grow wealth um, make more money, you know, online, right. You just got to right. quit your nine to five and like buy a laptop, sit on a beach and you will be a millionaire next week. <laughs> right. The lies we are taught, the lies we're taught. Mm-hmm. But the second you dive into money in general, it doesn't matter if you're acquiring, you want to make more, you want to save more, you want to know the financial literacy skills for women, myself included. Um, wow, that's emotionally uncomfortable to face that over and over again. And your book, A Healthy State of Panic, uh, (laughs) Follow Your Fears to Build Wealth is the complete opposite of what I see on the front of most books about money. Um, So what we hinted around, but like, why, why this book? Why now? It's got to be the most honest title, right? Who is not afraid? I am afraid and I work in the money space. So where does that leave everybody else who might be new to it or didn't have the literacy that I had growing up, didn't have the education that I had and the resources that I've had? So I, I'm a privileged financial know-it-all and I don't know it all, but it is not without the fact that I have had fear come with me throughout this entire journey in my financial life, in my career, in so many facets. Why is this book the one that I've chosen to write and why do I think it's an important one to share? This is my fourth book, Heather. I've uh, taken a break from writing books. My last book was in 2014. It was about female breadwinners, which was also a scary book to write and had a lot of fear themes. But fast forward to today, I find that for me to be able to sink my teeth into a book, it has to be one that I, at this point, feel like um, it's something that hasn't been said before, but is the topic that we're dancing around and I've been working in personal finance for 20 years. I've um, been hosting my podcast for about half of those years. And every time money comes up, fear is right there. Fear mm-hmm. is right there. Whenever we are worried about anything to do with money, how to ask for the raise, should I take the job? How am I ever going to get out of debt? Should I invest? Should I not? Seems scary. Money is the emotional under... Fear is the emotional underpinning to so many of our money questions. And then I wanted to write a book too that was personal. I think that my audience, I owed it to them for so long. They have been so personal with me as you've been on my show and tell told me your personal story and guests and everyone I've encountered who's given me quotes for stories and brought life to the money stories that I bring out in the, in the world. I felt like it was my turn to talk a little bit about my life, but in a way that was still constructive, that wasn't just, you know, here's my memoir, take it or leave it. But as I was writing stories about my own life, I recognized that there was this theme, this pattern of fear that I've had ever since I was a kid. It's Mm -hmm. almost a a comedy, you know, where I was this little girl, five years old, four years old, being raised in Worcester, Massachusetts to immigrant Iranian parents who intentionally raised me to be afraid of everything, of strangers, of eating other people's snacks, of sleepovers, of 
ice skating, of gosh, I couldn't even go to the pizzeria on half days, which was down the street from our middle school. But my mom thought that that was just going to lead to an abduction. Uh, We were always afraid of making the news, let's just say. And it was the 80s and and 90s and uh, the media didn't help to not fuel the the scaries, stir the scaries. But uh, all this to say that I have a fear and I go way back and I have a very intimate relationship with fear. And so kind of funny and interesting that this woman who then became someone who talks about money all the time, which is taboo and seemingly seems comfortable with it, who has a career, who has a family, who's making grown woman decisions, who's having good days and bad days, but mostly living her life by design and has, will be the first to say that she is not fearless. Oh no. Oh, contraire. I have a lot. Do you go outside? (laughs) Do you watch the news? Have you opened your windows? Like it's uh, the world's a scary place. And Mm -hmm. for me to come out there and with a, with a money book, that's just like, everything's going to be okay. Just be fearless. I think that's disingenuous. I think it's dishonest. And I think we are ready to go here and talk about all of the feelings in addition to wellness and happiness and gratitude, let's also talk about fear and sadness and grief as instruments and tools, emotional instruments and tools in our lives to help us make more self-aligned choices in life. Yeah. That's it. I find (laughs) you're like done. Good. End of interview. So, you know what I find interesting is you're like, yeah, I still have fear. I'm still yeah. afraid. Um, I think there is this illusion that one day we get over it, right? Like you make enough money and then that fear is going to go away or you're going to know it all. Right. And what I'm hearing you say is that's not true. Mm-mm. It's not how fear works. It's not, it's not how any of our emotions work. Can, can you imagine the silliness of saying like, I've experienced all the happiness. I'm not going to be happy anymore. Right. It's like, I've experienced all the fear. I'm not going to be fear- fearful anymore. That's not how our emotions work. And especially fear, it is an important survival instinct. It is biological. And yes, we are no longer cavemen and cave women. The world has evolved and we, but, but so has fear. Fear has evolved now to show up in moments when maybe it didn't, um, ages and eons ago, it shows up, um, in little and big ways, in little ways when you're at work and you're sensing microaggressions, when you're uh, getting checking the mail and the credit card statement comes in and you're like, oh my gosh, that little sort of fear bubbles up that, that curls. And then there's the big fears, right? The existential ones of like, oh my God, climate change. Oh my God, recessions. Oh my God, inflation and the the meaning of life and all of the things that I think as we get older we start to become more contemplative. And um, I know for me, I'm like, I'm 43. I feel like um, not a day goes by where I don't think about how short the years are. The days are long, but the years are short. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to give, if people are like, well, what was that conversation you did have with Farnoosh on her podcast? Like the story, if they're curious, Mm -hmm. but as I'm Listening to you, I'm like, okay, yes, I can definitely. It's not that the financial fear has gone away. It's just, like you said, your relationship to fear has changed, but you can't really develop that intimate relationship. And we're kind of having a money conversation here with fear around money, unless you kind of run towards it. And the story I was telling on your podcast was 
when I was diagnosed, I didn't have the option not to look at it because I did, I didn't realize I had that subconscious Prince Charming story that my husband is going to financially rescue me in some capacity or us. And then realizing, oh no, I'm going to be that person. And that the roles have completely swapped, like switched. And even since you and I have had the conversation now, like it's, I'm like, this brings me joy, but it's always running with the fear. But I do have a story in the back of my mind of like, I wish I didn't have to do this. And I'm like, wow, that is such an old, old, like gender role story that you're telling yourself, Heather. Um, Anywho, I attract a lot of women who are breadwinners um, or sole income earners, and they're trying to do the work-life balance thing. I don't believe in balance. They're trying to be the good mother, the good whatever it is. And oftentimes they will say to me, like, I just want to, throw this all away. Like, I don't want to have to make money or I don't want to do this. And can you talk about the relationship with not only fear, but fatigue? Like Mm -hmm. we're constantly challenging ourselves to grow and be better and do the things, but gosh, that's exhausting to always face your fears. Yes. Because sometimes our fears are inherited and they're rooted in a past or they're rooted in cultural expectations and they're not really ours. And so when you are fearing the inability to be financially independent and you're fearing the ability to have the stamina to pursue financial independence as a woman, it is hard because um, maybe you haven't seen it modeled. You don't have the blueprint. And even realistically, you look around and you're like, the world is not built for my success. You know, if you know what that means. Like, it's like I overheard a conversation in the at a restaurant the other night, two women having cocktails and they're like, the one woman turns to the other and she says, the world is designed for mediocre white men. (laughs) Uh, So girl, find your inner mediocre white man and shine. (laughs) So uh, I say this because I think that how you're feeling and the fear you're feeling is not unjustified. It is based in the past. It is rooted in also today's modern externalities, pressures, where uh, we still don't feel like we're getting the right messages and the right literacy and the support system. I mean, we could spend a whole episode on this. If you are just a mother wanting to raise her children and be present for her, with her with her children and have a career, that's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is hard, hard, hard. You know, because we don't have structures and systems in place that we deserve to support that. And I'm talking about things like universal childcare and better work leave uh, uh, policies that pay parents more longer for being off work to care for their children in those early months and year to come back to a job that is secure. Uh, anyway, I say all this because um what I want to really, the advice, the work that then we have to do, and I wish that we didn't have to do it, but here we are. I mean, I still want, I still want for things. I still want for change. And I have resources. We all have abilities and resources and resources doesn't just mean money because sometimes these are problems that money can't solve. These are problems that only things like asking for help, getting resources, and frankly, remapping and retooling your sense of success and how to get there. That's what's required. I wanted to become a woman who I am today. 
I wanted to be who I am today. But I decided that in my 20s when I didn't see a roadmap. I didn't see a roadmap for like a woman who owned her own company, who had children, who was married, who could, I'm not going to say have it all, but was sort of like in charge and in control and designing her life and being financially independent first and foremost. So what I would see instead was a lot of women coming out of HR pregnant six months in tears because they didn't recognize that the company's maternity leave policy was crap mm-hmm. and, or leaving the, to go on maternity leave and realizing I don't make enough to pay for childcare. So I'm going to stop working. And I think that those are such hard decisions. And fortunately I had the foresight. I had these women in my life who were showing me what was the future unless I did something about it today. Now we don't all have that foresight, but I think that we can always be conscious of what's not working and we need to give ourselves permission to not follow the rules that we think have been set for us. And this is the only way. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting resistance from people in your community, if it's, if it's even from your partner, if it's from your boss, if it's from your community members, it's from your members of your faith. I mean, this all, I think it's our job now to reevaluate all of that because we are the byproduct of who we surround ourselves with. If you're not, if you're fearful because you don't think that you have the capacity to do something in your financial life, I see sometimes, you know, that, that I call is the fear of failure as well as the fear of money. But sometimes the fear of failure exists because we are being set up for failure. So can Mm -hmm. you recognize that in your life? Maybe are there systems at play? Are there people at play that are setting you up for failure that are giving you this way of thinking that are putting up those roadblocks? And what is going to be your way around that? That is the work. I mean, I, um, I don't want to say that it's easy. It's not going to be easy, but I think that this is how I have used fear in my life. Fear for me in my financial life, in my career and everything. It's not to me a signal to stop. It's not a signal to me to give up. It's a signal for me to find a way to continue to push through the resistance. Um, my, like my trainer says, he says, when there is resistance, don't quit. Just breathe, breathe through it. If nothing else. A quick word about today's sponsor, AG1. It's important to me that the supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword, It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop because it's tested for over 950 contaminants and banned substances, while most of industry standards typically only test for 10. Isn't that crazy? And bonus, my kids love it, especially my teens. Trust AG1 for consistent daily support. Take control of your well-being with AG1. 
Experience it now and enjoy a complimentary one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 along with five free travel packs with your initial purchase at drinkag1.com forward slash EU. That's drinkag1.com forward slash EU. Um, it's funny you bring up trainer because I just did this crazy endurance race. It was 36 hours and I had to, I purposely did this for a reason. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, and, oh, and I signed up for Sorry. another one. But, I'm nervously laughing because I'm just like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know what the so funny nervous. part is though? I, it's, you have to play these mind tricks on yourself. Like when you're in a state of crisis and your back is against the wall and you have to make certain decisions because you have no other choice. And then you get to this place in your life where you're comfortable, um, but you still want to grow or you still want to make an impact. It's like I had to use fear in a healthy way. So I put myself in this ragingly, emotionally uncomfortable place. And I remember getting to a point where I'm like, I can't do this. And I called my husband and I said, I was crying. I was like, why can't I just be normal? Why do I have to do this to myself? Why can't I be a normal person? And he's like, you don't want to be normal. That feels like death to you. And so oftentimes when it comes to money and wealth and, you know, being a woman in the modern world, I feel that a lot where I'm like, what is that healthy state of panic to play on words, that healthy face your fears versus like, yeah, it's like a dance between like, let's push and challenge versus living out of fear. And I see a lot of people that don't realize they're actually living out of fear, not in a healthy way versus facing their fears. Does that make any sense to you? Yes. It's like when fear shows up, sometimes the instinct, the impulse is to react impulsively, which can like, for example, if you're afraid of scarcity, which I see a lot, people fear never having enough, even though they may be making six figures, even though they may have comfortable jobs and they have no track record themselves of ever blowing it. You know, it's like, they just have it in their minds, probably because they grew up seeing this or experiencing this somewhere along the way or, um, witnessing it. And so the impulse could be to just penny pinch, right? I'm just going to lock myself up in my house, never leave and live very, very minimally. And they're unhappy and they're, and they're still, the fear hasn't gone away. So that hasn't even solved for it. Mm -hmm. And so instead, what I would recommend they do is first go through an exercise of tracing that fear to its root. Where did you actually learn this? Right? What, when, when we can identify the source sometimes of the fear and realize it's actually not in our orbit. It it came from outside. Then we can sort of create that distance. And that sometimes is the difference between subconsciously just living with it and proactively being like, okay, this, uh, you know, it's like when an intruder comes in your house, you want them out, you know, like that's kind of what I'm asking you to do is like, see this as an intruder potentially in your home, in your domain, then now your job is to rewrite that. Like, what do you actually want? Do you want to live in this sphere? Do you want to live in scarcity? No, of course not. So you need to write it out. 
I want to live in abundance. I want to be able to get to a place where I can use my money, not just for the things that I need, but for the things that I want. And there is no shame in that. There is no There should be no disappointment in that. There's no failure in that. Sometimes it means then asking for help. You know, when we fear money, the healthy thing to do sometimes is to get educated, right? Is to ask for help because like we talked about earlier, so many of us grew up without any foundation. So naturally that's where fear just, it brews in a, in that, in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, It loves to hang out there. Uh, So we need to fill that space with information and knowledge so that the fear has less room to grow. And the resources are abundant these days, right? Whether it's like listening to your podcast, talking to a friend, talking to a professional, and sometimes it's a financial professional, but other times it could be a therapist, a clinical psychologist who can help you work through some of the rooted emotions behind your financial fears. I also think that when you fear money, when we fear money, it tends to be very abstract in the beginning. Like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of losing it all or a recession or losing my job. And that's a natural place to start, but that's not healthy because what that does, it just ends up making you spiral. And there's no nothing that you can tangibly do in that phase, in that moment. Like it does feel very esoteric and abstract and and end of the world. So you're just like, what if, what if, what if? And um how you can actually make that more healthy and constructive is by getting very specific within that fear. So if you're afraid of losing your job, uh, let's explore that. Let's dig into that. If you did lose your job tomorrow, what would be the first two, three things you would do, but do them now so that you can get a head start on that. And so if that fearful day arrives, you're not drowning in that fear. You know exactly where to go. You have that action plan. So just to stick with this example, you're afraid of losing your job. That's something that a lot of us fear, uh, given the uncertainty in the markets and the economy. So if you're afraid of that happening, bring it to your doorstep and apply it to your personal life. If you lost an income starting tomorrow, what would that mean as far as how you're spending, where you're putting your money? It would prompt me at least to go and first find out what my state unemployment insurance is, to look at my income and my savings and see what I have and what I could, how far I could stretch that to look at my budget and go, what are the, if I had to reduce this by 30%, what would I take out first? Mm -hmm. And you might even find I'm a little weird like this, but I might find pleasure in that exercise because you, you know, how often do you even check how you're spending? This is something we should do anyway routinely, but if the fear if fear is what gets you there, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just you might recognize you're spending in ways that even with with or without a job, it's not aligned with what your goals actually are. We tend to attach a lot of spending and memberships and subscriptions to our budgets. And then we no longer need them, but we keep them because they seem very nominal. Mm-hmm. But they drip and then they they end up flooding. So, um that's another uh, strategy when the fear of money shows up is to take it from that place of abstract what if fear to concrete, specific, timely fear of what if this happens to me, to my family tomorrow, what are the first few things that I would do? And yeah, I think that for me, every time I have been afraid of money, it's been an opportunity to 
catalyze myself to go and do the right thing. It hasn't initially, it may present as something that I should be ashamed of and ignore. I've seen it a lot in my career, people afraid of their debt and facing their debt. So they don't open up their credit card statements. They have a drawer full of bills. And what I say to them is you are the way that you're relating to fear today is going to result in something far scarier in the future. So that's the other thing you can do when fear shows up is that if you choose to do nothing and stop and get and, and remain stuck because you think that's what this fear wants you to do, extrapolate. Think about a year from now. If you continue to ignore the issue at hand because it's scary today, how much scarier might it be in the future and what's going to be at stake as a result of that? I would say what's at stake is in that year, you have not been able to progress in any way. Your life is flying past. And Mm -hmm. that to me is far scarier than today opening up an envelope and looking at some numbers and saying, okay. Let's reverse engineer this. Let's come up with a plan. If I can't do it, there's credit counselors. There's people I in my family, maybe, who've even gone through debt who can help me. I can call my my billers and negotiate. Suddenly, you become very strategic. Yeah. Read or listen to many books. I love reading multiple books and then observing the through line. Uh, main, mainly because I have trust issues. And so I'm like... <laughs> If I don't trust one person, if I read 10 books, what are they, what's the commonality of what everyone is saying? And then just trusting that I'm slowly brainwashing myself with some new information Mm -hmm. and putting myself in rooms that I either feel like I don't know anything about or um, I don't belong in to just learn and absorb and know that one day something will crack. Um, So Farnoosh, who should read your book? And and why? Like, what is the structure of the book? What do you expect them to walk away with? I know we've talked a lot about this, but yeah, let's talk about the book. Well, I'll tell you who shouldn't read the book. If you're looking to learn how to invest or get out of debt and you want five steps, this is not your run-of-the-mill personal finance book, although it's categorized under finance and and you know, budgeting. But I and I loathe to admit that, but it's, Hey, I can't control Amazon. It is for the person who has read all the books, has consumed all of the media around the importance of fearlessness and to be fearless, but it's not resonating. It's not quite working for them. Mm -hmm. They recognize that fear is not the kind of emotion, like all emotions that doesn't just go away because we tell it to. And you want to be able to make decisions, big high stakes decisions in your financial life, in your career, in your relationships with confidence. And it's not because you are tied to perfection. It's not because you insist upon things always working out, but because for you, success means doing something the way that you want, your way. And if it doesn't turn out even to be what you thought, that you're still going to be on the other side of that feeling very, very confident, secure, and happy that, you know what, at least I did it my way. And at least I did this decision. They made this decision in my life, in my financial life, in my career with integrity, with respecting my values. And in this book, you will learn how fear can guide you to that. It is a roadmap sometimes to doing the thing anyway, but with integrity, 
with self-alignment, with an understanding of what you're trying to protect. And I think for all of us, like that's, that's as good as we hope it can get sometimes. We know, we understand that life is uncertain. We know that, that failure is part of the journey, but is there a, a way to still do it? Mm-hmm. Um, while we still feel like we're making progress and we're still being true to ourselves. And that's who should read a healthy state of panic. Come for the advice, but stay for the stories too, because this book is, I, I really wanted to write this like a novel. So it, there are characters, there is an arc, a story arc. There are nine chapters that travel through nine different fears and they all kind of they, they add on to one another. It's sort of like a snowball effect because I start with the fears that we tend to experience earlier in life, like the fear of rejection and the fear of loneliness and FOMO, of course. Mm-hmm. And as we get older and the stakes get higher and our plates get fuller, of course, then we encounter the fears of failure and money and uncertainty and endings. And the last chapter is about the fear of losing your freedom, which is really about losing your sense of autonomy. It's not about, you know, how to fight wars, but it's about how to fight your own internal battles with mm-hmm. feeling independent in our world and that you have agency and choice to do the things that you decide are most important to you. And that, you know, uh, who's not scared of losing those privileges, right? So that's where I end the book. But um, I really hope that it becomes the book that people share that just kind of grows organically. I don't have to, uh, um, keep, uh, nudging people to read it, that it just ends up taking on a life of its own. But I, I'm really excited. Thank you so much for having me and share, letting me share it on your podcast. She's out in the world. She's got to do her own thing, right? A healthy state of panic. Where can everyone, um, get the book online? I'm sure it's beyond Amazon. Oh yes, for sure. And please support the local bookstores. It's a, a, you can learn where it's available. If you go to a healthy state of panic, I've linked out to no, numerous vendors and booksellers. If you are listening to this show and it's not yet pub date, which is October 3rd, then be sure to submit your virtual receipt to healthystateofpanic.com. You'll get access to the introduction right away, as well as my three-part video training on the fear of money. So uh, thank you again. This has been so much fun. I love it. And your podcast, Instagram, where else are you hanging out? Oh, yes. So money, Instagram at Farnoosh Tarabi. Um, and uh, check the check the website too. I'm going to be doing a little bit of a tour. So if you're on the East Coast and you're in New York, New Jersey or Philadelphia, I uh, would love to see you in person. Love it. I always tell people, how do you want to feel? And then trying to get into the energy of that. And this is exactly what I mean. It's not about getting rid of anything. It's co-creating your life with it. So thank you, Farnoosh. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable, and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. 
So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also on the inside show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E quiz. 